Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are continuing our little series looking at some of the more unusual countries that we chose when we picked our favorite five countries way back in episode 50. And today we're looking at Pakistan, which I picked as my number four country. And I think for a lot of people that would have been a big surprise, right? Yeah, I don't think that Pakistan is very high up on the list of world tourism destinations. It's not one that a lot of people think of when they think of places that they'd most want to visit. And it was a big surprise for us too, but a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, but the interesting thing is when we've talked to people who have traveled like we have in a similar manner and, and, you know, trying to see a lot of the world. I'm thinking about people like Ted, who's been on the podcast before, Lockie, Bob, our other friends, they all love Pakistan too. Mm -hmm. So certainly if you, if you go there with an open mind and you travel around, it's a place that you can really fall in love with, even though, yeah, it's not on the radar for most people for sure. Yeah. And I think even when we weren't there, we weren't really looking that forward to it because we'd been traveling in India for several months already. And India is a fascinating place, but it is very intense. And there's a lot of hassle that comes along with it, particularly, you know, if you look like a Westerner and people know that you have money and they're always trying to get money out of you. And anyway, it gets a bit tiring after a while. And so we've been doing that for a few months and then we were supposed to go to Pakistan next and, and we almost didn't want to because we just thought it would be more of the same and maybe even worse. But it was completely different. Once we got there, we realized that it um, it wasn't anything like India, really. Yeah, it was. It seemed neater. It seemed cleaner and more orderly. So I think that was the first thing that struck us. Literally, as soon as we arrived, crossing the border and going to Lahore, which was our first destination, and then we found that the people were just incredibly friendly. And again, that was a. I don't want to say a counterpoint to India because we also met a lot of great people in India and especially on the trains, we had a lot of great conversations with a lot of people. But when you're on the street in India and someone comes up to you, uh, usually they're just uh, trying to get money from you or something like that. And in Pakistan, it was the opposite. People would just come up and say hello and smile and wave and then walk off. <laughs> and then at the beginning, we were a little bit wary when people would do that. And then mm -hmm. we realized, oh, they just actually want to say welcome and hi and that's it. Mm -hmm. And another thing that they would often do is say, what do you think about Pakistan? And they were really concerned to, to know whether or not we liked the country. And we always said that we did because we had a wonderful time there. Um, but I think they know that Pakistan doesn't have a, a very good image out, outside of Pakistan. And so they really wanted to know that we enjoyed the country and were having a good time there. Yeah, I remember in particular going to the mosque in Lahore, the main mosque, which is a Mughal mosque, so it's contemporary with some of the great buildings of India, such as the Taj Mahal. Um, and just sitting in the courtyard, there's a very large courtyard, and then people would just come up and start these conversations. And like you said, they were very concerned, and they would also say, you know, why don't people like Pakistan? We don't understand it. And, you know, it was very hard to answer that or to explain that to them, but certainly the media coverage was, was quite negative at the time. This was way back in 2004, and I'm sure it still is to this day, but... Um, you know, certainly 
Yeah, and again, even as we were going to go there, we weren't sure if we would like it either, mm-hmm. um, based on the preconceived ideas that we had from what we'd read in the media and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, we really loved it. So I think you can divide our experience in Pakistan. We were there for about a month, I think, uh, into two parts. So we started in these lowland cities, Lahore, Peshawar, which is very close to Afghanistan. and was a fascinating place, very tribal and just very fascinating culturally. Uh, we also went to Islamabad and Rawalpindi, which are newer cities and are probably less interesting, um, but Islamabad is the capital. And then we decided to go up into the mountains. And originally we didn't know if we would have time to do that because you've got to travel quite a long way to get up there. We took a bus overnight. I think it took 17 hours or so uh, to get up into the mountains. And up to that point, we'd never really seen mountains before or <laughs> really uh, large mountains, snow-capped mountains, things like that. It was before we lived in Switzerland. It was before we went to Nepal or Patagonia. And so I don't know if we really knew what, what to expect, so to speak, but we absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And that's definitely something that the media doesn't talk about is how beautiful the mountains of Pakistan are. You know, they're talking about war and, and conflict and, and things like that. Um, oh, but the mountains are such a peaceful, such a beautiful place. I would love to go back there. Yeah. So like you said, people don't really talk about it that much. But when you think about it, of course, it's a country that's near Nepal. It's near India. And so mm-hmm. these mountains are there. Um, the really amazing thing is that in the early 1980s, they built a road going through these mountains, which is called the Karakoram Highway. And it extends from down from near Islamabad all the way up through the mountains, all the way across the border into China and to Kashgar. Uh, which is a city in southern Xinjiang in China. And this was a really amazing feat of engineering when they built it. And I believe quite a few people died in the construction of it. Um, And so it was, you know, what makes it really interesting is is then you have this road going right through these mountains. So later on when we went to Nepal, from the main roads or from the main highway, you don't see the mountains at all. No, you have to go trekking for many days to get into the mountains, which is great too. I, I We love trekking, and so that's a great experience. But yeah, it, the mountains are much more accessible, I would say. And so there's one point on the Karakoram Highway where you can stop and there's a little lookout and you can just go off the road to this little lookout and you can actually see from there mountains from three different mountain ranges and those are the three highest mountain ranges in the world, the Himalayas, the Karakorams and the Hindu Kush. And so that's the only place in the world where you can see those three mountain ranges from one point. Um, And so K2, which is in Pakistan, that's in the Karakorams, is second highest mountain in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. After so, Mount Everest. After Mount Everest. So, yeah, you don't have this impression that this is what Pakistan is like, but it, mm-hmm. it was absolutely amazing. You just, even just looking out from, from a bus, you would just be blown away by the scenery that you could see. And so we took advantage of this. We did some hiking and we'd, you know, we'd never hiked in, in this kind of scenery before and it was just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we weren't very experienced hikers. So I would love to go back now and do some more hiking now that we know that we're do- what we're doing and we have better equipment and we could go on longer hikes. Uh, but even just the short hikes that we did uh, were just spectacular. Right. Again, because of the highway, because of where it is right in between the mountains. Yeah. You can, from a a village on the highway, you can do an overnight hike and be right at the base of a, you know, 8,000 meter mountain with a glacier and, and all this stuff. So we did that a couple of times. And then the other really interesting thing that we did was we went all the way to the far north and the far, the far north town uh, in Pakistan is called Sost on the highway. And it's, I don't know, it's only about 20 kilometers from China. And then we went from there off the highway uh, in a truck 
to get to a town called Zudkun, which is the last town in this small valley that's off the highway. It takes about three hours from the highway. And we stayed with a local man there. His name is Alam Jandario, and he's an amazing man. And he lets uh, people stay at his house, basically, if mm -hmm. they want to in this tiny village. And that was an incredible experience as well. Yeah, which is another place that I would love to go back to and, and see how he and his family are doing. I have a feeling that he's built it up a bit more and made it more of an official guest house and is offering more activities because he seemed like he was really um, gung-ho and, and, you know, wanted to, to develop tourism but in a sustainable way and in a way that really benefited the local community so i would love to go back to zudkun and and see what that's ha what's happening there now yeah actually i just saw on facebook a couple of weeks ago that he has internet in zudkun now hmm. and when we were there and again this was a long time ago he had to travel to gilgit which took him nine hours uh <laughs> on on trucks and buses just to use the internet because he was a hiking guide and perhaps he still is and so he needed to be able to be in contact with certain people um and so yeah was a huge trek for him just to be able to send an email or receive an email but now apparently he has it in his own valley i don't even think they had electricity in there in zudkun when we were there or maybe they'd just gotten it just before we went or something like that mm, yeah i can't remember but it was it was very basic i know that he had the only hot shower uh and that might have been solar powered i'm not sure exactly how he got hot water but he did have hot water in his house which you know the guests the the tourists could use but some of the local villagers would come to use it sometimes as well because it gets really cold there and it would be nice to have a hot shower i'm sure yeah so that was another real highlight for us and that was right at the end of our trip in pakistan so it really just capped off the, this amazing experience and, and very surprising experience that we had. Yeah. And so I think the lesson is that you never really know about a place until you go and check it out for yourself. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Thank you.